0: For great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. I am the
1: Dave Loomis, and uh, this is uh, Steve Miller.
2: Are there others?
1: Well, uh, probably a few, but... (laughs) Marketing, marketing and sales gurus, uh, the Dave Loomis. And, uh, this is the B2B marketing and sales podcast with Dave and Steve. Yes, sir. And, uh, we're glad to be here wearing different shades of orange today. Today,
2: but still orange. But orange is orange. It's, it's, it's important to, to be congruent. You know, it is. You know, when we talk about, I'm sure at some point we're going to talk about branding. So that's, that's.
1: Yeah, definitely complimentary. And uh, we have, um, speaking of branding and, uh, and marketing, which is, this is all about. We, uh, at, at the end of the last session, we talked about some ideas for, uh, for this chat. And uh, we came up with this idea about the difference between B2B and B2C marketing, if there is one. And, this this uh, could
2: be an epic duel, an epic battle between B to B and B to C. It. We haven't discussed this between the two of us. No, so we, we have not discussed. We have off. not. We we have not discussed this at all. So we know. Yeah, this could be fisticuffs. It could be very
1: very <laughs> different. Or then again, we could be in um, violent agreement. Um, violent agreement. I like that. Yeah. We'll have to see. I'll let you go first if you want. So
2: okay. So all right. Uh, you know how to kick off this conversation about about what you know what because we are the B2B marketing and sales podcast so our, of course we f- focus on B2B i think you're, you're 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 like 100% B2B right almost 100%
1: i won't say 100% of my career it's it's 100% now yeah um, and there've been sprinklings of some interesting B2C work in there um, sometimes pretty substantial but i yeah. think gives me a good idea of, of for what we're going to talk about too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like you I've had, yeah, I've had, uh, uh, so i and I've, and I've been involved in some pretty big B2C stuff. I was involved in the Swiffer wet jet introduction mm. and the, uh, Boeing 777 stuff like that, which I would, consider that to be a consumer. It's a, it was a consumer product. That's what we were launching. It was a consumer product. So anyway, and, and different stuff like and Nordstrom, of course, I've worked with Nordstrom, but, but I would say that my love is B2B and, and that right now I am probably at the moment, hundred percent B2B. So, uh, um, uh, so I, I think that one of the things, and this is a question I often get from my clients because I will use um, when I'm, when I'm consulting for my clients and, and when I'm try, trying to get them to, to think in terms of, um, branding experiences, branding promises, target marketing, th- things like that, I will often use, um, B2C examples. Right. Um, uh, because uh, for a couple of reasons, one, one is that, uh, There really aren't very many great B2B (laughs) (laughs) examples out there. I I know your clients are great. I know my clients are great. And and, and almost by definition, they're a little bit hidden. So it's harder for people to relate to them because
1: they're not as public. They might be known within like a little niche circle, but then, you know, they, they don't come off as well as, you know,
2: yeah, that was, and that was, that's exactly, that was my second point was, was the fact that, that, um, most of us, uh, in the, in the B2B world, we're, we're niched, you know, we're, we're, we're segmented, you know, you might be, might, somebody might be in manufacturing, somebody might be in food, somebody might be in medical or aerospace or something like that. And we don't know about the other, the other areas. you know, we don't run around, you know, in the other, other worlds. So, right. so like you say, they're kind of hidden. Um, which, uh, which kind of behooves us as marketers to uh, do the best we can, obviously, when we're talking to people to find out good examples. Um, but when I am looking for examples, I find B2C to be some pretty fascinating examples of good and bad, which is what I'm, I'm always looking for both.
1: Sure. A- absolutely. Um, so would you say uh, that there's a big difference between B2 C and B2 B marketing?: you're
2: frozen. Oh no. Oh, there you are. You're back again. so, okay. so, so would, so you, would say, you say what? Would, would I you, say what?
1: Would you say there's a big difference between B2 B and B2 C marketing?
2: I think there, I think certainly there are, there are significant differences um, but there aren't, but they're not big enough that you can't use them both directions. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when we say b to c we're talking about uh, to an end user, a, co- a consumer is, is who, we're, who we're talking about. Correct. So if we, are, if, we are gonna, if we want a target market, then the idea of having an avatar, for example, mm-hmm. um, is a very good idea. You know, you want to know who, specifically who your target market is. So you can have an avatar and that avatar can be a person. So like when I was working with, with Nordstrom, and this was like, really the very first time I ever even uh, heard of such a thing. They did not use the term avatar. They just said their ideal customer, whose name was Barbara. Right.
1: And So persona, persona. A persona.
2: The- right. Yeah. And, yeah. and avatar. While with the B2B world, you kind of have two levels because you have the there's the company that you're looking for. Uh, you know, and a company might be uh, they, they might be in a particular industry. They might be a particular size. They might have X number of employees. They might, uh, you know, be regionalized or something sure. like that. And, sure. and, and, and then within the company, now you get into the the, the individuals.
1: Right. And uh, those individuals can also have personas in the B2B world. In fact, I have created um, um, sort of pretend LinkedIn profiles for made up people. You have that my, that my yes, that my clients have uh, sold to and you make up a name, you get, you put a, a face in there and you make up their educational background and who they are. And you try and describe them because this is, we're, we're still selling to a person. It might be a group of buyers, but then, then there's a group of people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I say like the company itself becomes the kind of the top. So, so like with uh, ABM, you know, account-based management uh, or account-based marketing, I prefer to call it marketing. um, You're, you're targeting the company. Okay. And you're identifying the company.
1: True. And then you're identifying the individuals within that company that you want to actually reach.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you drill down and you reach reach them, and 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 at that point, you certainly want to uh, uh, develop a persona, or avatar, whatever whatever word you want to use uh, um, for for that person. Because I I also think that, uh, and and you tell me if you you think this makes any sense. I actually think that in the that in the B two B world, our relationship with that person is almost more important than a relationship is in the B2C world.
1: Ah, that's really interesting. It is vital in the B2B world. There's no doubt about it. It's, uh, it can be generic in the B2C world if you're selling a Swipper, like you mentioned. Yeah, like yeah I mean, yeah. you may have that avatar persona for your ultimate Swipper customer or customers or have a few targets, um, but you might not get to meet that person. <laughs> probably yeah. won't. You want to sell millions of these things. Right, right. Now, uh, and now a car salesman at a car dealership, I suppose that's the C.
2: Yeah, sure it is. And, and they, they often
1: um, try to build some relationships. So there's exceptions, but I think you're right.
2: But, but I, you see, even there, I would say, like, like how many uh, car sales salespeople uh, have stayed in touch with you and kept a relationship with you over the years?
1: Um, maybe one or two, but, okay. but, but, it's, but yeah. it's very rare. And they really don't remember me because they try and sell a car a day.
2: Yeah. So it's not, it's see, so to me, it's not a relationship. You know, right. they, they, right. they, 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 they kind of, they kind of pigeonhole us with, you know, when we're in the dealership, we're their best friend. Right. You know, when we're inside the, the walls of the dealership and they're trying to sell us, we are their best friend. They, they, are like, Oh, tell me about your family, blah, 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 blah. You know? And then. And then nothing. Ghosted. You're ghosted. The next day. And I feel so
1: slighted. Um, so I have another question for you. So, um, do you think that the, um, that the buying process and the buying decision in a B2B company is always, um, rational or at least more rational than it is for, say, a B2C um, transaction, which one could often describe as impulsive or, or more, more emotional. What, what do you think about that difference?
2: I, I, um, I don't think it's more rational. I think, this is a, I, I think B2B is a classic example of buying on emotion and justifying with logic.
1: I, I love what you're saying because I, I, I have um I have come in contact with people before who are absolutely a hundred percent convinced that B2B buyers are rational. And um having been through that process with myself and with customers many times, I, I've got to agree. Um people still buy from people that they like. And um, they often justify, like you say, um, what, what the decision that they're making. Um, and you may argue, you may be able to argue that it is perhaps more rational, especially if there's team decision making.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly think that I, I yeah, that and it's not and as my rational. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I stepped on you there. To, to that's okay. That no, it's just not as rational as, as, as people make it out. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I completely agree with that. It, it, is, it is, not as rational. And the, the, uh, and in fact, even the concept of buying teams, for example, you know, when they have that, yep. uh, uh, my experience has been, you know what? There's one person that is going to make that decision and and will and will have enough influence in that room to uh um pick who he or she wants. Uh I've n i have i you know the buying team thing to me is a uh uh you know they they yes they have conversations. They're they're involved, you know, because you might on the buying team you might have you, you might have the person who's who's writing the check. You might have the person who's operating the, say, let's say it's a machine, right? They might be the operator of the machine, the technician, something like that. They're the user, so to speak, right? You might have the person who is, uh, um, uh, um, you know, you know, whose project it's, it's part of, right? Yep. You might have that person, uh, you know, but ultimately you also have a person who is the decision maker, right? right. And, <laughs> and, Uh, That's who I I always look for that person.
1: (laughs) Right. I think a lot of people think that that B two C is so different uh, than B two B because they think of the extremes in their head and they jump to something like a candy bar, which is you know food on a food on a grocery shelf, and they they that and that and they think about advertising. So they think about well. It's a Snickers and, you know, that's sold. And then I see TV ads, you know, on sports games for a Snickers or or I see it on social media or something on, a, on Facebook. And, you know, B2B, people are buying machines and, and, and dirty stuff, you know, things like that. And they don't make decisions and they certainly don't advertise. But when I was thinking about it, I was, you know, and I'm thinking about what my current clients are doing in B2B. Uh, heck, um, they're not selling candy bars, but they're actually doing digital advertising. They're doing lead gen. Um, they're advertising or putting content on LinkedIn to, to try to, um, you know, attract people. They're nurturing. They're, they're going through these, I kind of wrote out these steps of, they're still going through, you know, Research, it's not consumer research in the same way, but even if they're sh- selling machines, my, my customers do research with the operators of those machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, cons- that's a consumer of that. Um, they're going through product development. Um, uh, you know, this Snickers people have R and D and they, they do trials of, of different, different, um, uh, ideas. Um, they do promotion and advertising, obviously, which is what people think of, but um you know and then branding, I get to branding and I think, huh? Well, uh I love some consumer brands because they um they tend to uh really good ones tend to also have like a lifestyle associated with it that you want to aspire to and you feel some emotional pull. Mm-hmm. But, but then I thought about Caterpillar. You know, they make heavy machinery that I guarantee, you know, you can't just go out and buy one of these backhoes Um, as a, as, as an individual, like living in your house, you, you have to go, you know, you go through a dealer. It's a B2B. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, well, but they have a very, very strong brand yeah. that people know and that are energized by on an
2: emotional level to the extent that they wear garb and hats that say care. And, that's exa- and th- that was going to be my, my, my next point, too, is, is that, I mean, uh, uh, think about a trade show. Like, if you go to a big trade show, you're going to see putting contests, spin the wheel. You're going to see maybe some booth babes. You're going to see all this stuff that, that really have nothing to do with what you would say is like that traditional B to B type of a type of approach of marketing. These are very uh, these these things are being done to uh, entice the individual, right? Um, and so and and much much more on the 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 individual level, the personal type of type type of approach to attract their attention at, at a trade show, um, and also. You know I, I, you know, I ask, I, I tell my clients all the time, hey, the people you're trying to sell to in the B2B world, they go to movies. They, they have midnight crisis. They, they have children and grandchildren. They, you know, they go shopping for clothes. They, they all do that. They're just, it, you're still people selling to people. To me, that's ultimately what it's all about. That's true. And, uh, and then let's take it a step further
1: to the, you know, digital age now and to e-commerce, because, um, you know, depending on whatever the price of this item is that somebody's buying on, on a B2B basis, especially if it's a re- repeat buy and they want to make it easy, you know, smart companies right now are making that available via e-commerce. Um, you know, and don't you think? That person who's buying it, um, in between on their lunch break or maybe while <laughs> during their business day, but definitely night and weekends, they're buying stuff from Amazon and sure. choosing for their dog and you name it. And those are like becoming flawless, easy, simple transactions. What, what if, what if your, your your B2B e-commerce site took three or four times as long, was clunky. Reminded somebody of something from, you know, the late 90s. What if? Well, they would judge it against the Amazon site. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: right. Yeah, because we're used to, we're used to the seamless uh, um, workings of, of Amazon. And also an interesting thing about that is that, you know, Amazon sells to both sides, business to business and business wow. to consumer. Yes. Right. Indeed. So you might be at the office and you go on Amazon. <laughs> uh, right. And then you right. go home and you go on Amazon. It's the same experience. Yes. Yes. Same experience. So, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I think to me the biggest difference, just the biggest difference of all is, simp- is that for the most part in the B2B world, it's not your money. It's not coming uh, out of your wallet. Okay. And I, oh, I think, I think that's the biggest difference, and and I think that's also the argument that people use to say, okay, it's this is why it's much more logical, in the B two B world when it's when it's not, it's not logical, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of reasons why it's not, and I don't want to spend an hour, you know, we we only want to take twenty minutes in here to stimulate thinking, help people to, to 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 see this stuff. I if you're not, in my book, if you're not studying. Mark, you know, if you're a marketer and you want to market your business, you want to brand your business, you want to sell or anything like that, you want to look everywhere for ideas on how to be a better marketer. You want to look everywhere, including the B2C world.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, People who know me know that I can't really stop talking about Yeti uh, just because. Um, if you buy something from Yeti, um, and it doesn't even have to be one of their, you know, expensive coolers or anything like that, just go buy a mug from Yeti, just as an experiment, anybody who's listening, do that. And then um, sign up for their emails. And just go through the experience of buying something and see what happens and see the communications that you get and see the lifestyle that you just almost can't resist wanting to lead because you bought this product and the quality of it. Um, and all the, all the pieces of the branding that go with it. And I keep saying to uh, a lot of my B2B clients to do this and that we should be trying to mimic this kind of communication and this kind of experience and and you know back to what we said last time that a brand is a promise of an experience and you know there are some consumer companies that do it so so well
2: yeah yeah so um i think we're we're about out of time here um and uh you know i hope we're helping to make you think a little bit uh right now of course we we, you know if you got comments please give us comments give us likes. Yes. It's too bad you can't pick which one of us you want like the best, but oh well, we'll, 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 we'll work on that in the future. No.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, we're complimentary. we both we both wear orange, so
2: we both wear. You know what? You cannot go wrong when you're wearing orange. Orange is the it's the color of life. Correct. I don't know. Um, and uh, um, so I know. So so we're go- we're going to cut this one off and then um, come back again in our next episode. Did you have another topic, or did you did you want me to? Oh, throw something out. Throw something out. I th- I think that a, a, an interesting topic would just to be just be to uh, answer the question: What is a brand? Mm. I
1: love it. I love it. What is a brand? And what who is
2: a brand? It? So that's what we're going to talk about next time. And um, and we didn't have too many fisticuffs today.
1: We we, we really didn't. We uh, but but it was a healthy. A healthy conversation back and forth and hopefully we did get some uh some juices flowing with people and if you disagree um let us know yeah this is uh this
2: is fun let dave know
1: okay and then i'll blame it on steve
2: i have a very fragile macho male speaker consultant ego so uh okay i don't believe that So <laughs> <laughs> all right bud okay see you next time we'll see you next time
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. The source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insight. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2BMarketingSalesPodcast.com. b Thank you and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.